This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. First of all, Corey does, he rates everybody on the siren. You do a great job with that. Uh, you are, uh, you have been harsh on people before you, you suffer no fools with the siren. We don't, I don't know who's whining the siren, uh, tonight. What did you give Skylar Brindamore for the overtime siren of game five against the devils? I think I did an A. I think if I remember correctly, it wasn't an A plus, smart. but it was an A. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not smart scared. On your part. I'm not scared. We'll, uh, <laughs> the only time I, the only time I lay back a bit is if we have like an octogenarian up there. Okay. And, uh, I'm just like, well, you're great, you know, great on the curve in that case. You're a little bit on a curve or you just, uh, you just, you know, accidentally, <laughs> oh, I didn't see it. And then you move on. <laughs> have you ever done it? The siren? Yes. No, no. And, uh, Chris Greeley was giving me a little grief because I, I gave somebody a pretty poor grade and he was like, uh, I think we found our next volunteer there to you do go. the sirens. So. It's hard. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It is. Uh, it is a grind. Ryan, have you ever done the siren? I've never, never done the siren. No. Well, you know they always say those who can't judge. <laughs> <so far. laughs> exactly. All right, let's let's get to this. Uh, I'm going to try and stay away from the cliches, uh, the storylines of the Stahl family, uh, and the and the coaching Rod Brindamore and the Paul Maurice relationship because I don't think it impacts the series but I do think one of the Stahl brothers will impact the series so let me start with Corey uh Jordan Stahl who's Rod sick him on tonight and he's got two, not two new line mates but one new line mate because Natchez has been there for the better part I think for the entire playoffs and Tavo Teravon is going to be there tonight so where does where does Jordan who does Jordan go after well I think I think he's probably going to be on Matthew Kachuk watch if, if I had to I had to guess. I think that'll probably be the way they go with that. But uh, you know, because I think they'll want to go Aho against Barkov. So I think, but but they could go the other way. And the good the, the good news is is you have two defense pairings that even if you don't get the exact matchup you want all the time, you're going to have a great defense pairing going against them. So to me, that's that's the best guess. But uh, yeah, Jordo's a load to deal with. So I'm going to maybe disagree with you, but direct it to Ryan. What about playing Jordan? against the Barkoff line as opposed to, because I don't think Barkoff and Kachuk are playing together, isn't it? Bennett. It's yeah. Bennett centering uh, Kachuk. Maybe put Kokaniemi uh, against Bennett and Kachuk with Martinuk and Faust. That could be a good end plan. I mean, a lot of the times during the regular season, we've seen Stahl and Barkov match up. You get the two big bodies, defensive right. centermen, kind of banging at each other. And a lot of the time, Stahl wins those battles. A lot of the time, Barkov kind of struggles against Jordan Stahl. So that's a move that you know could be in Breno's pocket, knowing that Jordan Stahl does win that matchup. And if he's got offensive-minded guys like Teravine and Natchez with it, that can be a kind of a benefit to them to kind of neutralize that line. All right, let's let's talk about Teravine and Ryan. You start. Uh, we haven't seen Tabo. It's actually just less than four weeks since the surgery. Tomorrow, because I think it did. tomorrow was the four-week anniversary of the surgery. You know, knock on wood everything is okay that he survives all of this because they're going to come after him. Uh, thoughts on Teravine and coming back and playing the, in, in the spot in the lineup that he is. I think it, it works out really well because, you know, we've seen throughout the season stall plays with, you know, Foss and Marnook who defensively minded and, you know, Brenmore will always say, talk about how smart Tavo is defensively, how good he is defensively. And we all talk about his passing, which is elite. We all talk about that, but defensively he's probably one of the best forwards on the team. So he will go a long way and helping to neutralize one of those two top Florida lines. And the penalty kill can certainly use some help, Corey. <laughs> yeah, they've been terrible, haven't they? 
Yeah, I mean, um, you know, and and it does actually give you a little boost offensively too. Now, Should. you know, him with Martin Natchez gives you an opportunity to maybe create a little more offense out of that line. So that's a big thing. You know, Jack Drury did a good job in that role, mm -hmm. but hasn't really produced a lot of offense uh, much this year at all. So getting Tavo there, even if he's limited in shooting, we know he doesn't really love to do that anyway. So, um, <laughs> so. Well, he said, what, a week ago, he goes, I'll be a passer anyway. That's what I do. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he leans into that. But uh, in all of my conversations with Trip Tracy, he always says the same thing about Tavo. He becomes more of a threat when he establishes the shot. Are you at all concerned about Tavo and shooting the puck? I, I mean, in watching him, he seemed totally fine. Now, okay. you look at his thumb, and it looks like an English breakfast sausage. So maybe that changes things a little bit. <laughs> uh, but in watching him, I thought everything looked fine. And I'm sure there's going to be a big needle involved at some point or something to, to minimize any pain he might have. And, uh, and you just go from there. I think, you know, instinct takes over at that point. And uh, he's not the kind of – he'd rather be doing this than skating with Jeff Daniels. So I think he's. Right. Gonna, I think he's going to do everything he can to make sure <laughs> he's useful in the lineup. So in, in, it's almost selfish, in a way, <laughs> that Teo Teravainen is uh, is coming back. Ryan, give me a player or a matchup that you think is uh, key to Carolina winning the series. I think Cook and Yemi's line. I think he's going to play such a big role because Carolina has used him to be a defensive guy to match mm -hmm. up against lines. When Stahl, like in the New Jersey series, he was going against the Heischer line. He was the one yep. trying to neutralize and slow down that second top line. I think his line will go a long way if whoever Stahl gets it, whether it's Kachuk or Barkov, that Cook and Yemi line is going to have a real handful trying to slow down that other line. I think that'll come down to a big part of it. I know Cook and Yemi has, like the offense goes... And he certainly has some puck management, dis, you know, uh, decisions that I think are head scratchers at times. But I mean, in terms of developing as a defensive player, it's been pretty good, Corey. Yeah, he's. I mean, I think he's really blossomed, especially as we go down the stretch here. And you know, the ability to take Jordan Martinuk and and Jesper Fast and put them on that wing, all of a sudden you've created a great checking line because you have these two wingers who are really good. And then Kokinemi is a good defensive player, and that's so important. And then to your point about Tavo, if, if Kokinemi shoots the puck, elite shot. Right. And I, I think he's probably uh, – Tavo's their best passer, I, I think, and Ajo's certainly good too. But if, if you look at east-west passes, nobody sees the ice better, go, uh, you know, finding a guy who's on the other end of the ice than Kokinemi. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, not playing with the most offensive guys, although second round Jordan Martinuk was like, uh, <laughs> and yes, Perfaz who leads tied yeah. for the team leading goals with five. Yeah, and he scores every which way but loose, right? So uh, <laughs> he's shorthanded, power do, play, empty net. It doesn't matter. Do we know exactly what that shot hit? Because it was a Emmy shot in overtime. It looked like it went off his pants or through his pants. Was it a off the? Was off, it a Yesper goal? Off the hand or stick, and then. Off the family jewels, I oh, guess. I, guess so, I uh, thought it was. Yeah. I mean, it's all right to say it was a crotch goal. I yeah. mean, we can, we can <laughs> use that. That's Corey Lavalette, Ryan Hinkle joining us here. We're at PNC Arena Canes and Panthers game one. Before I ask you a couple of questions about the, uh, the Panthers, sometimes we kind of lose sight of everything. But doesn't Carolina's success in this series, in a way, come down to the way Ajo, Jarvis, and Nason get on the score sheet at home? It almost looks like it's tailor-made for Rod to send that line out against the bottom two lines for Florida because you think he's going to use Stahl and Kokaniemi lines 
as matchup for Florida's top two, based on the on the personnel on those two lines. That even though Aho is a great defender and Jarvis is really, I think, establishing himself. To me, it's about them scoring, isn't it? Yeah, I mean that's really important. Part of me wonders if, and you know, we've kicked around Kokinyemi maybe checking one of those lines, but Aho's almost always at his best when he's going against another team's best, which makes me wonder about the Barkov matchup. Um, so he might be better suited to play against a line that is more offensive. Now, most coaches would, like you said, especially at home, try to get that get that edge and, and send your top guys out. We've seen it so many times in the in the Islanders series and in the in the Devils series where they try to come up over the top against Carolina's fourth line with their top guys. Rod doesn't do that. A lot of times he'll send Jordan Stahl out after an icing. And right. they're just like, all right, that's what we're doing, I guess. So <laughs> um so I think, you know, Aho often is at his best when he's playing two hundred a two hundred foot game. So I wonder if they're gonna try to use that as a way to to keep him going. And and like you said, Seth Jarvis, I think He's really blossoming into something special. I mean, we're, we're just seeing the, the tip of the iceberg here about what kind of player he's going to be. What are your thoughts on uh, Aho and Jarvis and Nason is playing a big role? I think it will come down to them. I think, you know, you mentioned the Florida's bottom six, but I think they have, I think Florida's top nine more so than their bottom okay. six because that line of Anton Lundell, Sam Reinhardt, Nitu Lewis, Dryan has actually been yeah. really good for them. They've been driving play and scoring too. So I think it's a, just like Carolina, it's a top nine that you worry about rather than a bottom six. So, but I, I do think that Ajo and Jarvis getting the score sheet will go a long way for Carolina. I think this is going to be a grindy series. I think this is going to be – I think both goaltenders are, have been the hottest ones in the postseason continuously with Bobrovsky and Anderson. And I think if you've got to get your top guy scoring because depth is important, but your star scoring is awesome. Does a grindy series favor one team or the other? I think both teams want to grind, so I'm not sure. It's, I mean, it's, it's true. Uh, and it's, it gets me to this, um, Corey, Florida. Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90% give the money and then we meet every year and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Re- replaced... I'm going to leave Mackenzie Weger out because m- most people don't know who he is. But most people who are f- hockey fans know who Jonathan Huberdeau is. And they all know who Matthew Kachuk is, who's a finalist for the Hart Trophy, the MVP of the league. So basically, that was a flip. And they play different games. Kachuk is a much meaner, nastier, heavier power forward. Huberdeau was a more, uh, you know, a free-flowing skater. So they made that change because this is better for the playoffs for them. But they also changed the head coach. Andrew Burnett out, who did a great job last year, taking over Joel Quenville, but our old friend Paul Maurice and that more button-down, defensive-minded, kind of in-your-face defensive hockey, that element, it took a while, but this is a very different team than Florida was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and I I mean, I think the thing that's going to really dictate this series is which team is going to be able to use their offense to have to, to limit the amount of defense they have to play. Um, the Hurricanes are in better shape on defense. If, if they get stuck in their own end, you feel a little better about their six guys getting the puck out. You look back at, at the Panthers' defense, and all of a sudden, you know, 
Mark Stahl is not the Mark Stahl who was uh, right. he was you know 15 years ago. Uh, Radko Gudis is a good player, but he's not the best guy with the with the puck on his stick in his own end. Uh, so there, you know, Brandon Montour's had a a great year. I mean, uh, really, and Gustav For- Forslings had a great couple of seasons. A guy who had a cup of coffee here in the preseason. <laughs> right. Um, so it, to me, it comes down to that a lot. Is you know, obviously Florida plays a little tighter than they did last year. Last year was like, go, 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 go. And that really benefited guys like Anthony Duclair who, who can fly. And they're still going to do that. But like Paul said the other day, instead of playing like that at 200 feet, we're going to play that at 100 feet. We're not going to do it all the way down the ice. We're not going to be like, go, 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 go. Um, so I think that, you know, that'll be noticeable. And they've got, you know, Aaron Ekblad's a, a great defensive Dynamite. defenseman. Um, you know, first overall pick and all that. So uh, a lot of talent there. So, you know, we'll see what, uh, what they can do. But it, to me, it really comes down is can those, can those defenses turn around and get their team going the other way? We see Jacob Slavin do it over and over and over and over again. And uh, certainly the other guys back there too. Is it unfair to compare anybody to Jacob Slavin, right? Oh, I'm saying, I mean, <laughs> Brendan Moore said it himself. They, right. We're not sure if we've seen a better defenseman play the position the way he does. Just defensively, he's just... It, IQ off the charts, talent off the charts, hand off the charts. He's, he just doesn't make mistakes despite what Slavin might want to say he does. Sure. We just don't see that. Yeah, I've, I mean, everybody makes them, right? So sometimes you just, your clear doesn't go, doesn't get out of the zone. Sometimes your pass is just a little bit off, but he doesn't make a lot of them. <laughs> he, and, and when there are mistakes... He has the ability to erase them. I, I, I go back to the goal that tied the game against the Devils. Was it in was was it game four? Mm-hmm. In game four, end of where, the first period, where he yep. stole the puck from Michael McLeod, and Michael McLeod didn't even know the puck was gone. Uh, he took is it was uh, did if you guys see Ocean's Eleven the remake when um, Matt Damon's character pickpockets the guy doesn't even know his wallet's missing. Michael McLeod was skating with the puck he did not have. And then Slavin gets to Martinuk, he gets to Natchez, and that tying goal, I think, all the, just a giant exhale. All right, Ryan, uh, Canes in how many? <laughs> I, Canes in six. Okay, okay, okay. That would be nice, winning it in Florida. Taking me back to uh, to 09. Uh, Corey Canes in how many? I, yeah, just kidding. He We're, wants to send me on the one-day trip back to Florida. For No, I think I think Canes in six is probably a pretty good guess. I Canes think. in six? Yeah, it's going to come down. I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to goaltending. I mean, that's we can talk about everybody else in front of them. Uh, if Unless both of those, those goalies are great or both are terrible, uh, I think it's going to come down to which goalie plays better. And um, Sergei Bobrovsky has been a little more up and down than than Frederick Anderson throughout his career. Uh, his, oh, his ups his ups are higher than Frederick Anderson's, I'd say. Right, but his downs are much lower. Bobrovsky, this is year four in Florida. He right now this is the first time he's been a ten million dollar goalie. Right now, the last two weeks. Other than that, I mean, they've been looking for excuses to not play. They, Alex Lyon played the last seven games of the regular season and started. I think the first three of the playoffs started the first three of the playoffs. So they've been looking for reasons to not play Sergey Bobrovsky. If Spencer Knight wasn't going through uh, so many personal issues, we might see Spencer Knight in this series as opposed to uh, Sergey Bobrovsky. Uh, all right, uh, Ryan, uh, how many starts for Auntie Ranta in this series? That's a say. See, uh, see, I don't know. I would 
I would say zero okay. stranded unless Ryan Lomberg runs a goaltender again <laughs> like last year. Corey, how many starts for yeah, Ante Rodden? I, th- I think you run with Freddie. He's you, you brought him here to be your number one goalie. Uh, nice insurance policy. Have, really, they have two nice insurance policies back there. Something that I don't think Florida has. You know, we talked about Alex Lyon, and uh, he had a really good end of the season. But yeah, I, I, I don't know that that's uh, that's necessarily sitting there in his back pocket to pull out whenever they need it. So. Um, they're, the Hurricanes are lucky that they have options, but I think you brought Freddie here to to be your number one goalie. You you ride Freddie as long as uh, as long as he's healthy. All right, my official prediction: I the same thing I said uh, before the New Jersey series, Canes in three. <laughs> it's going to be a long series, folks. That's Corey Lavalette. Right next to me is Ryan Henkel, North State Journal and the Athletic, Canes Country and North State Journal. Anything else? No, this uh, man about town. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity.